You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio I would totally wear a cape if it were socially it's acceptable. It's a nice shirt, but it would look a lot better if you buttoned it. No, why button it? I mean, this way it because says, it's like, it's flowing hey. around you. It's, like, totally shapeless. No, I've got a nice, it's a long sleeve shirt, but it's unbuttoned all the way down. I mean, I've got a shirt underneath it. But then, see, this way it's flowing. It says, hey, man, he's formal. He knows how to get business done. But at the same time, he's kind of got Nobody a wild side to him. you know how to get business done because your shirt is billowing behind you. And they're like, oh, man. That does not make it a cape. But he's got a wild side. I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen next. This guy's kind of crazy, but he's pretty cool, too. That's what that says to me. Nobody is thinking that. And then when you walk in the wind, it kind of blows behind. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am <laughs> Greg it? Nibbler. Here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever. And how if you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Uh-huh. And then that, that was unnecessary. And then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank that you. That was unnecessary. For I, was, I, was I don't know what that was. That, that, that was not, that was one sprinkle too many. That if was not you, needed. If you keep being mean to me, I'm going to bring up the fact that you were complaining that your arm hurt and you asked me why. And I said it was because you played cornhole yesterday. That's God damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today. But I just really quick, I did want to address this. And I want to kind of propose this to to other listeners. Well, and I'm- especially, I'm going to be honest. To the lady listeners to see if this is something that they agree with because Sarah is complaining about something. Well, because it is a and very nice shirt. So I, I did some some wardrobe shopping I over do the want weekend. To say yes, I don't. I, you know, I see Greg every day. I know like pretty much every article of his clothing, and this is a new article of clothing that it I've is. never seen before. It is a very nice, uh, like checkered but like flannelish kind of shirt. Kind of. And yeah. it's blue and orange, and it looks very nice with your face. Thank you. But the thing is, is that you can't even tell that it's a nice shirt because you have it completely unbuttoned, and it's kind of yeah. flowing behind you. Yeah, so that way when I walk around, it kind of swishes behind me. It's like flows back from the air, you know, so it's like flowing behind. That's the that's the only way to wear these shirts. Look, Sarah, you I would buy th- a nice shirt so that it can be a little more form-fitted. I went through my entire junior year of college pretty much just wearing silk shirts unbuttoned so they would flow behind me. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this stuff. Chicks dig it. Chicks love love like a flowing shirt. Yes, they love a shapeless flowing shirt on a weird little man. Yeah, I mean if it were if it were hot out, I'd wear um, I'd wear like a wife beater underneath, but that's probably not. Oh, PC I know. I anymore. see you during but, that during the, during the summer, and it's embarrassing to be around you. Why? What is embarrassing? Because you're sweating through your wife beater. You have your flowy. Well, I sweat a lot. Your flowy white shirt, which you call your Italy shirt, which is the most outdated, <laughs> ugly shirt I have ever seen. It in is my not. Life. It is a hideous, billowy white shirt that doesn't fit you. That's way too big. That looks like it's kind of falling apart, but you'd think that it makes you look exotic. It's like a cape. It doesn't make you look exotic. It makes you look lazy and sweaty, and you're in a white shirt that doesn't fit you. It's a sophisticated cape is what it looks like. It is not a man cape. And it says, hey, this guy knows how to get the job done, but he knows how to relax pretty well, too. That's the kind of guy I want to be around. Where's he going in such a hurry with that cape almost flowing behind behind him? him? Yeah, with that billowing shirt. He's off in a rush somewhere. I wonder where it is. If you want to wear a cape, just wear a cape, but for goddamn... Oh my God, just if you're going to buy a nice shirt, wear the shirt the way you're supposed to. I'm, I think it's just fine. The uh, buttons are optional. It takes away, like, I can see why you don't get new clothes because you get new clothes and you totally mistreat them. <laughs> I'm not mistreating it. I'm just saying, okay, well, anyway, that is my question. Uh, is it okay to wear a long sleeve shirt untucked and unbuttoned, you know, in a, in a casual setting like this so it flows around? Well, sitting is one thing, but if you're walking around in public as it's billowing behind you, I don't think that that's. That doesn't look good? No, Greg. Why not? 
Do you, can you picture anybody walking down the street with a billowy shirt behind them? Do you yeah. think that that looks very attractive? I would look at that and I'd be like, hey, yeah, that guy knows what he's doing. Let me ask you this. If uh, Kate Upton was wearing a shirt like yours. It doesn't matter what Kate Upton is wearing. All right, but let me say, if That's she was a, wearing a shirt No matter like what yours, you say, I'm going to be okay with Kate Upton. Would you rather Upton. have it form-fitting? I don't care. I, no, I am not. Get, it, honestly, that is a terrible example. Because uh, I'm going to say whatever she is wearing, I'm okay with. All right, well, I don't know what else to tell you. Okay. Well, if it were socially acceptable, I would wear a cape. I'm just putting that on the record. Well, it is socially acceptable, especially if you uh, live not in really. Portland. Anything's acceptable well, here. No, I mean, it, it, people do it. I'm not going to say it's necessarily... It's not me. I'm not going to wear a cape. Why would you want to wear a cape? Because I like the billowing behind. It makes me look cool. All right. Well, if you think it makes you look cool and you're an adult who can make his own grown-ass decisions, why aren't you wearing a cape? Because I can wear a long sleeve shirt... And it still kind of billows behind, and then I kind of get Why do you want it to billow effects. behind? Is it because you're small and you're trying to take up more room? No. It all comes down to that, doesn't it? No, because I I told you it's because then I look like I'm- trying to find your place in this world? Why are you just beating me down over my- mm, I think my long shirt's just fine. Anyway, ladies, let me know. Fine, let's move on to something else. Well, I think it's a very nice shirt. I think it would be nicer if you buttoned it. Well, whatever. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, Greg, I was Get reading... a haircut while you're at it. I was looking on the internets this morning, and uh, I noticed I had my finger on the pulse, Greg. I was ahead of the curve. By, the, by you saying that, I distinctly think you do not have your finger on the pulse, but go ahead. Sure, I'm hip. Yeah, I'm right. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, so I noticed today, and a lot of people have been sharing this with me, that Willamette Week, which is uh, one of the weekly rags here in Portland, wrote an article about uh, people renting out their apartments for Airbnbs and how, it's okay. Ill- and how it's actually illegal. And we did discuss this because you actually busted one in your apartment complex. I did. Uh, you, uh, you ratted them out. You, you turncoated them. You snitched. I snitched. You snitched on somebody who was doing an Airbnb in your... And in all fairness, it's a secure apartment complex. They were letting in random people into the apartment complex. And um, yeah, I mean, you totally did the right thing, but you are a snitch. I am a snitch. Yeah. I totally did. I saw... Yeah. Actually, Snitches when I was, get stitches, Sarah. When I was reading the article, I actually saw some uh, some of the comments, which never read the comments. How many times do you have to... You know, you, you're told that. But you never listen. So I'm sitting there reading the comments, and this woman was commenting, and she's just like, who wants to live in a building with a snitch? I'm like, I'd rather live in a building with a snitch than complete strangers traipsing wait, through. Wait a minute. Somebody was serious about that? Mm-hmm. Where someone was in a locked apartment building, and they were complaining that some – and somebody was running an Airbnb having random strangers in and out of the secured building. Mm-hmm. And then she was complaining that somebody snitched that person out. That's yeah. – She's like, nobody Fine. likes a snitch. Fine. Okay. I know. That's why I'm like, call me one. That's what I am. That's someone who doesn't understand what a snitch is. That's okay. Fine. Well, Whatever. this article was really interesting because I didn't know all of the the rules about Airbnbs. A lot I'm still going to call you a snitch, by the way, but I, that's <laughs> just totally because it's fun. I am. No, it's it's true. I totally am. And I feel a lot better for it. Okay. There aren't like random strangers You're traipsing okay. through. Yeah, they're, they aren't traipsing through You're the hallways anymore. You're a rat. You're a mole. I'm a rat. Yep. I am. You ratted them out. Yep. You wouldn't last long under the lights. Well, did you know, Greg Nibbler, that most of the Airbnbs, like a, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them here in Portland are actually owned by people who don't even live in Portland? What? Tell me more, Sarah. Let me tell you, Greg. Uh, people will actually start renting these apartments, and without the proper permission, they'll start leasing them You know, for a couple hundred dollars a night, therefore making a profit off of a property that's not theirs. Right. But they're not bringing money into the, and so like the whole thing is about. The oh, so they're not that, from. Yeah, so the money isn't really going back into the economy. Gotcha. It's, it's a couple who lives in California who owns an apartment here, and they just have a whole gajillion dollars. So they're just like, oh, I'll buy an apartment up there, and exactly. then they just make money on it. Oh, yeah, that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So that's one of the things. And then they don't pay because they don't pay taxes on it, right? Uh, they don't, and it's also illegal. I also found this out. It's illegal to uh, have an Airbnb if you don't reside in the place that you have the Airbnb at for at least nine months of the year. That's okay. a, that's the rule in Oregon. Okay, yeah, because then otherwise it's a it's a motel. Yeah, but I didn't realize this. I thought it was just like my apartment. I didn't realize this was happening everywhere. Well, apparently it is happening all over the place. Uh huh. So you, if you live there, you're able to do it. Yes. I think, yeah, that's the rule if you reside there for at least nine months out of the year. That's what it said. Why? Well, because, all right, because Bozik actually, our friend Dan Bozik actually posted something on a picture, and this happened right before we went on air. And now my wheels are kind of turning here a little bit. So he's, he, said, um, he said Greg should rent out a room in his place and call it haunted and watch the Airbnb people come in or something like that. It was something along those lines, implying that I should, I should rent a room out and call my house haunted. Well, your house is haunted. Clearly, as you can see, if you um, can purchase online Nightmare at Nibblers. Nightmare at Nibblers available at FunEmploymentRadio.com. If you click on the main link, you can see everything in my house. Nightmare at Nibblers, and it uh, helps us and local filmmaking, Mm -hmm. all kinds of different things. And it's just badass movie. Uh, Anyway, yes, because we had the ghost investigation of my house. You have documented- Holy crap, I could do it. You have documented motherfucking proof that you live in a haunted house. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. You have to watch the movie to find out. Um- Okay. Good pitch, Greg. So wait, so so essentially, like, I could have a room and, and I could still live there while I have, like, strangers coming in and staying in, in my house. Yeah, it could be like a shared living space. You could totally do that. <laughs> Simone in the chat says, throw in a free copy of Nightmare at Nibblers for anyone staying over. Um, oh. Okay, but I could rent out. Okay, here's the thing, though, because I've got two roommates right now. They they occupy the two first floor bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I live upstairs, but here's the thing. I've got the spare room, the old Fun Employment Radio Studios, which you can see on that video as well. Uh, I swear it's not all a pitch for that video, but that, if you want to see what my house looks like, that's yeah, this where This is our go. livelihood. Yes, it's all a pitch for the video. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. we, uh, <laughs> Greg and Sarah got to pay the bills. Six ninety nine. Um, they could stay in either in the old Fun Employment Radio you do Studios. You have that extra room. I've got that extra room. Give them room. the full Southeast Portland And if experience. it's a haunted place, like I don't have to provide like some kind of crazy, extravagant place, do I? Mm-mm. So I could rent out that spare room to strangers to come sleep in there. How much would I be able to charge a night? Oh, probably like, um, well, the one in my building was like, I think they were charging like 65 or 70 They were charging 65 or $70. For a teeny, teeny, tiny room. For a tiny little studio. They could stay in there. They could get access to the living room and the kitchen. Um, they'd have to watch me play FIFA, play my roommates in FIFA. They'd have to be okay with that. I do have a backyard. They could hang out in the backyard. They get the full Portland experience. They get a Portland experience. Mm-hmm. There's meth heads next door. They can enjoy that part. Totally. Or I could even rent out something in the basement. <sighs> I could rent out. Yeah. Oh, people in the chat are even saying this. Um, you can you can rent the unfinished basement too. Make them fight the rats. So if there's <gasps> that's there's, an amazing. There's no idea rats in there in now. The ba- but but there is an unfinished side of my basement that I could have them stay in that or or just. The rest of it's just, it's a cement floor. You could fix up the gimp room. I do have, okay, so to explain the gimp room, here's kind of how my house works for anybody who doesn't know. Um, I live in the converted attic, which is upstairs. There's the first floor with the master bedroom and another another bedroom that are rented out. There's a bathroom, and then there's a spare room. I was talking about renting out that one. That's where the Fun Employment Radio Studios used to be. The basement is uh, probably like three quarters finished, and then there's a dirt side to it. That's no man. The dirt side of the basement? That part's called no man's land. No one goes over there. But then there's also dead rats and 
I don't know what's back there. I don't go back there. Okay. You don't go over there. It's sealed off. There are panels. You have to pry off wood to get back in there. You don't go into no man's land unless you have to. Unless there's a problem with plumbing or I got to rewire something, I'm not going in there. So no man's land is off limits. But there's the gimp room. What the gimp room is, is this extra room that somebody at some point, way before I owned the house, um, actually made a separate room with almost a hidden door and uh, dug out this huge thing. I'm thinking maybe they were, I don't know, who knows what it was done down, down there. But it's hella creepy, and I could totally rent that out as a Portland experience. It's a cement floor. It's got a drain in it. I can make up some story about how there were all them. this is where the, the uh, table murders happened back in the day. You know, I can make up some kind of, kind well, of you story. you don't have to make any story up because your house is fucking creepy. That's where, <laughs> in, the, in the chat, Sarah uh, is in the chat and says that's where the Babadook lives. Oh, so, yeah. The Babadook kid lives in the basement. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. But I, that's the thing, though. I could, I could say that. It makes weird sounds down there because it's a basement in an old house. The house is from 1907. So there's weird creaks and, you know, creaks and stuff. I could put some stuff in that would pipe in like extra sound in the middle of the night. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I could totally do that. So you're going to make like a, a I could rewire. haunted house. Yes, I could rewire something because I can totally put speakers in there where no one would know. And then in the, in the middle of the night, while they're staying down there, I'd be like, I, don't, I can't say what's going to happen down here. I've never experienced it myself, but I know many a, different people have accent? gone through. I don't know what kind of accent this is, but this is the accent that I'll have because I'm you weird. You actually pitch. And I'd be like, I don't know what goes on down here, but I'll tell you, if you make it through the night, you'll be about uh, got about a 20% chance. Most people head out before morn, but I before wish the morn. best of you. Here's a Bible. Say a prayer. And then, you know, I can hand that off to you. And then in the middle of the night, like, I'll have a little thing piped in there, and, and I'll make, like, you know, ghost sounds or something like that. Like, in the middle of the night, it's like, oh, it'll be dead quiet in the you know, and I'll make like st- start it off slow to where they're not sure if they're hearing anything. And All right, Greg, I, I'm looking. No, uh, Sarah, I'm trying to explain how this is going to work. You know, this will, this will be the build up to it. You know, and then in the middle of the night, like, I see all of you. Ew, that's a creepy voice. Yeah. See, and I piped that in there. Where did you find that creepy voice? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just hitting things on our, that on our board. That was scary. What was that one? I see all of you. Say my precious. My precious. No, do it in your regular voice because you sounded like it. My precious. Ooh, that does sound like it. Oh, wow. I kind of have All right, Greg, I'm looking at this Airbnb. See, now this is awesome. Okay. This is what I could do. Greg, let me tell you. I'm trying to help you here. Okay. So I'm looking at Airbnb. How much can I rent it? How much? Uh, How much? How much? Let me tell you. Somebody is renting a couch, a couch in inner southeast Portland home. They're renting their goddamn motherfucking living room couch. That somebody can crash on or something? That somebody can sleep on. Uh, for twenty dollars a night, with with taxes, that's like forty. Uh, no, I need more money than that for a stranger to be coming and crashing on my couch. All right, let's see. It's got to be more than twenty bucks. Let's see the average. Let's see this one downtown apartment with view shared room. This one's seventy dollars. Okay, what is it? Um, it's downtown. I don't have to share a bed with them or anything, do I? Yes, Greg, and you have to massage them all night. Yeah, see, I don't want to do that. I don't want to interact with them too much. You don't have to. Well, then you're going to get bad reviews, and nobody's going to want to stay. All right, fine. I'll sit with them for a minute. I'll talk for a minute. But okay. But what? What else? How much? How much? This is the important part here. I'm look. So that one was seventy, but it looks like it has quite a few amenities. Okay. You could get a couple of bunk beds. Okay. Throw them into the uh, into the old Fun Employment Radio Studios. <laughs> and put bunk beds in there put and be like, oh yeah, it's there. a very rustic experience. That could be like the cowboy room. What you? I could set up theme rooms. 
How many people can I get in there a night and how much money can I make? You think I could clear 500 a night? I don't think that you can get more than one person okay. in a night if you're you know, renting the room for a night. All right. Okay. Yeah, so I'm looking at these. That, like They call them like humble abodes. And what you offer, Greg, it isn't so much the space. You're offering the experience. Okay. You're offering the true Southeast Portland experience because everyone thinks that everything's all hoity-toity and everything's right. like Portlandia. No, this is real it's Portland. Not. You get fucking real. Mm-hmm. You get real. Yeah. You tell them how it really is. Uh-huh. That you're being pushed to the outskirts and you live next door to a meth head. Right. And then they can go down to the scary basement. And then they can go down to the scary basement and think about what they've done. I can lock them in there for the night. You can totally lock them in there. <sighs> Give them a bucket. Yeah. And they need to use the facilities. Because people like that kind of stuff, right? They like like things like that where it's sure. completely uncomfortable. Like, isn't that what rich people want? They want to be like really uncomfortable and you know they want people to like... Uh, like I don't know, feel well, like Greg, they're poor or something. The best thing is, is what you should do is super overprice it so that the rich people will want to come and stay. Mm-hmm. Just it, it can just be put as little effort into it as possible, but charge like one hundred and fifty dollars a night. Okay, that thing will be full every night. So charge the gimp room. Sure. Okay, one hundred and fifty bucks a night. Be like haunted experience. Yeah, somebody in Southeast is uh, renting their hammock. I smell what's inside of you. Seem to be things like that. Was that one good, or that you didn't you didn't like that one? I was just trying to think of creepy things to say. Success. Okay. What? That Why was, was that? really weird. I can smell what's inside. I don't know. Of you. I was trying to think. Of, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I'm trying Clearly to think of what they say in a don't. horror. I can movie. smell what's inside of you. What does that even mean? Man, like a demon or something. You can. You're a demon smeller now. I don't know. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be scary. <laughs> Did it scare you? I'm unnerved. Well, see, then I there we go. I smell what's inside of you. <laughs> no, I guess that's true. Nobody does want to be told that you can smell what's inside of them. Well, see, there we go. That's part of it. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm trying to think of creepy things. Like people will pay yeah, 150 bucks for that. I don't think that. that's the right kind of creepy. <laughs> that was a, that's a different kind of creepy. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. All right, that's enough of that. I, I don't think I should do that. I shouldn't have that power anymore. No, you shouldn't. I should, Stop. I should not have that power. Anyway. Anyway, I, what I was going to tell you before you said <laughs> people in the, the live chat are very upset by said. this, by what I said. So I'm I sorry. Smell what's inside. <laughs> <of> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I was trying to think of something from a horror movie. That sounds like something from a horror movie. I don't know. Isn't that what the demon <laughs> like, says? I don't know what you watch, Greg. Just end the show. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> All right. Well, 150 bucks. That's what it would be. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you before you said the worst thing ever <laughs> that somebody in Southeast was renting their hammock for $100. So I'm sure that you'll be okay. They're renting a hammock for $100. A hammock in their living room. Is that working? Have people booked it? It looks, let's see. Uh, somebody paid 100 bucks to stay in a hammock. I've got plenty of room in my living room. I could throw up a hammock. You could just Although, swing a hammock. Yeah, well, I mean, for 100 bucks? Hmm. Um. I, Oh, well, it looks like that it's wide open to stay in the hammock. All right. All right. 150 bucks to stay in the gimp room. Well, let's ask a listener. Would you want to stay in my gimp room for $150 <laughs> where I will provide entertainment during the night? Well, I can't can't say what happens down there. Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, make a premise for a, a, a scary movie. No. No, I don't even know what kind of movie that would be a premise for. It smells your soul or something. I don't know. 
I don't watch horror movies. Yes, you do. Not, not that much. Oh, my God. And people are wondering what you watch to have you come up with a phrase like that. I don't know. I just I, The scariest thing, the scariest part, it just happened. Um, Shockwave would say, I would pay to stay in the old FER studio. Well, that is the room there. That is the room that we heard the little girl say hi. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. can see that on uh, Nightmare at Nibblers, um, which has a whole new meaning now, I guess. So, yeah, you, you could that, – that's one that I could rent out. Huh. Hmm. You could say, based on the popular movie, which has been seen in over 14 countries. It has. It has so far. Which is true. 14 countries. Based on the best-selling film documentary. Well, we'd like it to be best-selling. That That's why people sh- need to buy it. It's best-selling. That has been seen in over 14 countries. Yes. We give you the actual room. The Nightmare at Nibbler's experience. Oh, yeah. Oh. <gasps> Greg. So okay, I have, I have such a good okay, idea. Mr. Drinky in the chat said oh. it'd be like Fun Employment Radio Fantasy Camp. Oh my God, I have the best idea, Greg, 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 and we could like decorate the the room. You're not listening to me. I'm listening. We could decorate the room Just with like snap at me, like Ouija board, like like bed covers and stuff. Like make it all super, um, like you know, like full experience. Wait, why are, why are you getting in on this? This is my action. No, we're partners. No, no. I'm helping you. You're not going to help me. You're going to you're going to say you're going to bring over one bed sheet and then you're going to demand half. Well, yeah, I'm helping you put that's this not, together. No, that's not how that's going to work. Mm. No, it's fine. I am totally okay with taking uh, half of the half of the work and half of the money. Because you know what, if you don't let me, I could probably find something illegal that you're doing with your Airbnb and get that taken care of. <laughs> So, so are you, are you trying to blackmail just, me before I've even started this side you. business? I'm just, I'm just really hoping you make the right decision. It'd be really awkward for you if you didn't. You're blackmailing me. No, I'm not. It's a casual suggestion. Things happen. Um, I do want to think about it, though. I, I could use some extra cash. Couldn't huh. we all? Huh? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. All right. You have that extra room. I mean, you might need to talk it over with your roommates. About the stranger, like every night. It's going to be some strange, strange people coming through the house. (laughs) If they ask about it being haunted, like just look down at the ground and say you don't want to talk about it and then like hide in your room. Probably can't come out in the living room because they're going to be there. David's seen a bunch of that stuff. Uh, David's seen some weird stuff happen in the house. (sighs) Oh, thank you. My computer is going to automatically restart in 15 minutes. Oh, nice. Well, then, why don't we go ahead and do ball talk now while I have a computer restart? Before my computer crashes, yes. We'll we'll come back to this, though, because I I am really thinking about this. And I want to get people's opinions. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Let me know if you would, would you be willing to stay at my house, $150, either in the old studio or in the gimp room in the basement? Hmm. I wouldn't have to provide the creepy voices. That wouldn't necessarily be part of it. I that just want to know. I just want to know. Time you touch that board, and it's not. It's not me. You don't trying to. I'm, I'm just curious if people would even be interested. You just in stand like and that. breathe outside of the door and just say, "I can smell what's inside of you." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Let's talk balls. balls. What? Derek, of course, the, the director for Nightmare at Nibbler, says, Nightmare in Nibbler, he can smell the evil inside you. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, Greg. Uh, Seriously, you're broken. All right, let's move past this. I'm trying to transition into something else. You will never be able to transition against away from saying I can smell it inside of you. <sighs> uh, okay, being in the chat said she'd pay 150 for a week. No. No, that's not a That's, that, not that's worth like it. Rent- You've got to. No. You've got to really get somebody with deep pockets yeah. to like, want to fork over. Like, you should shoot for like four hundred a night for the real Southeast experience. 
Okay, uh, Sarah you said super if it was drunk 75. and fall through a coffee table for them. Show them how we live our lives. I'm going to mute you. I think you're <laughs> muted for the rest of the show. One too many. One sprinkle too many once again. Oh, Sarah says uh, make it 75 and you have her money next time she comes to Portland. We could talk about that. That could be talked about. I swear, though, Greg, if you get some like Ouija board themed stuff, hmm. make it all kind of creepy. Okay. All right. Well, I got to think about it. Anyway, moving on. Oh, there are even names for it that are being coming. Okay, we'll, we'll come back Ooh, to it in a minute. I got I got to work Ed. right now. I got to work while I can right now. Eddie, okay, that's great. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, so here it is. Uh, there's no way to directly transition into this. Um, so I'll just say it's some very sad news came out last night regarding the Portland Trailblazers and their former player Jerome Kersey. Jerome Kersey passed away suddenly uh, last night. Jerome Kersey was a like one of one of the most popular players ever for the Portland Trailblazers played for about 11 12 seasons for them um, was one of the starting five for the team in the early 90s if you're from the northwest you definitely know about this but the early 90s Blazers were a huge deal um, it was Clyde Drexler Jerome Kersey Kevin Duckworth Buck Williams and Terry Porter and those starting five I mean they were they were a really big deal here in uh, in the northwest and um, and Jerome Kersey was my favorite player he was he was my favorite player. Um, no, he I had always his... has been. I remember I've asked you that question yeah. many times. Who was your favorite blazer? And it has always been unwaveringly yeah. Jerome Kersey. Yeah, he was my favorite. Um, you know, and and uh, just because of the way he played, he was, he was just really, really fun to watch. Um, when I was a kid, like, you know, I, I'm going to actually try to find my Jerome Kersey jersey from when I was a kid, which I've, I think I still have it somewhere. So I've, I've got to find that. I had that, and uh, um, my brother had Drexler. And actually... When, it, when I was about 10, we got a golden retriever, and I wanted to name the dog Kersey, and Jeff wanted to name it Drexler, and he won like a coin toss that we had, so the dog oh, got named really? Drexler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you always saying that, that you wanted to have a dog named Kersey. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, well, that's what I was, I was trying to then. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he passed away. You know, we were uh, also very fortunate when we worked for the Portland Trailblazers, because Sarah and I did an mm. online television show for them. I know newer listeners may not know that, but we did an online television show for, for the Portland Trailblazers. For about three years, mm-hmm. and um, I was fortunate enough to get to interview Jerome once at uh, I think it was Lamarcus's first All Star game. Uh, that he was he was uh, there kind of they had a viewing party and Jerome was there and he was I always got to talk to him. He was there every time we went you know into the Blazers office. Yeah, he was just, just there with a huge smile on his face, just the friendliest, mm-hmm. nicest guy, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, mercy, mercy, Jerome Kersey, that was his nickname uh, because the Shans that's what he used to say when Jerome would. Get a dunk, you'd be like, "Mercy, mercy, Jerome, mercy." Awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, and uh, it's it's just sad. It just sucks. It is. I mean, it's he's so fifty two. Fifty two, and he died. It was a uh, blood clot. They, you know, an undiagnosed blood clot. He had had some surgery on his knee the day before, correct? Uh, well, something like that. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, and um, and yeah, it, it was a, apparently a blood clot in his calf that like shook loose, and then. Yeah, it went to his lungs. So it was just like real quick, just bam. So anyway, I, I'm sorry to be you know downer. It's just it's it's a very sad thing. So I mean, Jerome Kersey, great guy, great things you know that he did for Portland, and just but that's the bottom line. He just seems like he's he's a really nice guy. Um, he spent all of his time just making other people happy. Like yeah. he was always volunteering for things and just. Just an amazing person. And in Portland, you know, his loss is really felt. Yeah. I know it may not be the same, you know, around the country. You may not understand who he is. But here, he's a very big deal. So, 
Very, very sad to hear that. So Jerome Kersey, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if the, I'm sure the Blazers will probably have like a public memorial service. Oh, I'm sure. Um, which I will be going to. And I will, I will be there with yeah, you. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, um, moving on from that. You know, business is going on in the NBA, so I feel like I need to update uh, everybody on this. So besides that horrible news, the Blazers did make a trade today. So the Trail Blazers have traded away Will Barton, Thomas Robinson, and Victor Claver, probably names most people outside of actual Blazer fans don't know, uh, traded uh, those three for Aaron Aflalo from the Denver Nuggets and Alonzo Gee. This trade just made the Blazers a whole lot better. Yeah? The Blazers just improved their team by a lot. Yeah, they, they they became a much better team. They got rid of Sweet Willie B? Yeah, uh, don't even get he's me started so on Will He's so irritating. Barton. I am so glad that he's gone. Don't even get me started on him. Um, yeah, basically, they they traded away three players that hardly ever play for Aaron Aflalo, who's a legitimate starter in the league, who's now going to be the sixth man. That's that's a big-time upgrade. So the Blazers, the Blazers got better. They also now have a free roster spot to sign somebody else. The rumors are that might be Tayshaun Prince if he gets bought out. We'll see what happens. Um other than that, like seriously, right before we went on air, all of the trades just happened because the trade deadline for the NBA was today. So there's a whole slew of them. I know. Great I can't even going, keep like, up. People were traded, but I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't even keep up. I don't yeah. even know right now. Um, somebody from Deadspin actually was the funniest thing. They just tweeted out like, uh, NBA players, please tweet which team you play for now. Because so, <laughs> there, there are so many trades, I don't even know. I know Goran Dragic was traded. I know Kevin Garnett's going back to the Timberwolves. Blah, blah, blah. A bunch of stuff like that. So... Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe update some of the bigger things tomorrow. But those are those are the ones that happen to do with the Blazers. So we'll go from there. All right, moving on to ball talk from the NBA. There is this. Um, I kind of, I kind of like this, even though I don't like the guy that much. Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and he's in a billion commercials. You know, for like Beats headphones and all kinds of other stuff. It's the off season for them, but he is working out. And he posted something on Twitter. He posted 1,000 abs, arm workout, 10 minutes straight on the jump rope, two-hour study session in February. That's what we call a recovery day. So he's just talking about how he's working really hard okay. in the off-season. That's, that's what it is. And you know how trolls work on the internet. Trolls I am will very reply. aware. To Sarah the snitch. Yes, snitch. <laughs> um, and this guy isn't that bad of a troll compared to the ones that I usually see where people reply back, you know, because people love to get on Twitter and post terrible, horrible things to other people and uh, try to think they're anonymous and all of that stuff. There's a great article that was actually on Vice TV of this guy who made it his goal to track down um, trolls. He baited a bunch of trolls that were uh, that were like seriously harassing women. It was like these, these guys were just saying horrible things to like this one oh. woman. Um, I can't remember even what she did. She was an author or something like that. And so he baited them and then got their IDs and like completely outed them. It was awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. This guy, this guy who posted online though, however, is not that bad, but Colin Kaepernick decided to take it out on him. So this guy posted back to Kaepernick, um, at Kaepernick at 49ers, ab workout won't help find open receiver, hashtag study. So he was scolding him saying that he can't find an open receiver. He's basically telling him he does a bad job. Mm. Kaepernick replied back, um... Are you illiterate or just ignorant? Read the tweet again. Better yet, give me your breakdown of every defensive coverage. I want every player's responsibility on every coverage. If you can't do it, mind your damn business clown. And then finally he wrote, you got eight followers, bruh. Your own family don't even want to know what you're doing. Get better at life. He was having a bad day and took it out on this guy. Now, what does Twitter followers have to do with that? Never mind. I'm not even going to change it. Well, apparently this guy had eight 
eight Twitter followers, and I checked it uh, before we started. He was up to about 2,300 now because, <laughs> <laughs> because Colin Kaepernick went off on him. Colin Kaepernick, it just, oh, I just no, think Colin Kaepernick's annoying, yeah. and I don't think that this particular guy deserved that. There are some people on Twitter that do deserve to get shut down every once in a while. Oh, absolutely. I think he should have redirected that anger towards somebody more deserving. But nonetheless, he, he that shut him like he down. That like he was having a not good day. Get better at life. Wow. All right, moving on to ball talk. Um, computer starting in four minutes. I, it's not even giving me a choice to not restart. I think it's, there's a bunch of stuff that came out with Lenovo today. Long eh, side thing. Sorry, I'll Basically, come back to that. You might have gotten your computer and it might have come with a virus. It might have come with a virus, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's uh, There's some news in that. All right, moving on to ball talk. Um, an update about the World Cup. And then I'll have one other story after that. So the World Cup that's going to be happening in Qatar, Qatar, Mm -hmm. in 2022, it's been so, there's so much scrutiny on it because it's completely corrupt how they got it. There's all kinds of stuff with that. Then there's the fact that they promised a bunch of buildings and they're trying to build them, but they're using basically, essentially slave labor to build these buildings in Qatar, Mm -hmm. indentured servants. And then on top of that, they are uh, also, they were going to be holding this in summer, which is when the World Cup happens. That's in Qatar. That's in the middle of the desert where it's 120 degrees during the summer. Not an ideal place for people to watch soccer or play it. Now, it's, it turns out they have officially announced that uh, it, is, it is going to be taking place in November. Okay, they didn't officially announce it, but they, it's, all the sources are, com- are confirming it. It's going to be taking place in November. Okay. So they're moving it to the winter. Interesting. Which is, I believe, the first time that's ever happened. Oh, is the soccer world in an uproar? The soccer world is in an uproar. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, we'll do this final one. I was just a ama- Okay, I'm, I'm just going to tell the story, and I want to see what your comments are. So, okay. for, uh, NFL Hall of Famer Warren Sapp is in trouble. He's facing charges of assault and soliciting prostitution after a dispute over money with two women in a Phoenix hotel room after the Super Bowl. And he was tooting it up. Well, here's here's the story. So this is a, apparently what uh, this is what the Arizona Republic is reporting. So the women told police they were dancing for Sap inside his hotel room. Dancing for Sap. He met that them. Funny. I guess he met them in uh, he met them in the hotel. They told him they were dancers at a Las Vegas strip club. One was twenty three. One was thirty four. And he invited them up to his room. They were dancing for him, and he started throwing hundred dollar bills at them. And um, now, Sapp reported giving each woman $300 in exchange for a sex act. The 23-year-old complied by uh, providing him some favors. What kind of favors? Some... Did she do the dishes? Yes, she was, doing, she was cleaning up. Doing a little cleaning. And he recorded this on his cell phone, I guess, and showed the police. And while the other one hid in the bathroom. This is all coming from the, from the police report that the Arizona Republic is relaying. Then he... Then... Uh, Sap told police that the 23-year-old asked for additional money to uh, further uh, work on things. Do the dishes. Yeah, to get a deep clean. Oh, that's the dishwasher then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, at that point, she wanted more money. So he, what he said is he gave each girl $300. And he thought that was enough 
to cover the whole expenses. And okay. that, that seems like a lot, $600. But I don't know. What, you think that... I, I don't know. Why are you looking at me? I'm asking you. What, I don't know what, these things. What is the proper amount of money? Yeah. What? Is, how much is that stuff? I, why was he recording around the cell phone? I'm so confused about all of this I don't stuff. know why he was doing that. So one of the girls did the dishes while the other one hid in the bathroom. Yeah, one hid in the bathroom while Then the girl who did the dishes also wanted to a deep clean <laughs> for yes. more money. Yes. And he said no. And then how did the police get involved? Uh, well, the police got involved because... She okay. That's when that's where the dispute is. She said he uh, got aggressive and shoved shoved her to the ground, and then she called security. He said that he tried to get them. Out. He, he told them to leave because they kept demanding more money, and he just told them to leave. And then they grabbed his own phone and called security. So they both have two different kinds of stories. They have two different two different stories. Wow. So who's right? Who's wrong? Know. I don't know. I, I don't know. He has been charged with it, you know, and obviously if he assaulted them. His report is that she spat in his face and uh, that he tried to get them out of the room. Hmm. I don't know. I, don't I guess know. it was more. What kind of sad dancing is it if, like, he's throwing $100 bills at them? So he only has time to throw three $100 bills at each of them. So it's $600 total. Is it like the shortest dance in the world? Or I don't is know. It, is it like hold on for 10 it's, minutes it's, and then throw another 100? It's bizarre to me when these stories come out because I just, it's such a foreign world. I don't understand how these things, how these interactions happen. So, yeah, that's, that's what he did. I don't know. Why were you asking me again for the rates of hookers? I figured maybe you wouldn't. I don't know. You do World of Crazy. I figure you know these kinds of things. Fair enough. Fair enough. I probably would. It's you're, you. you're the expert reporter on here. This is true. All right. Well, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. And you got it all in before the update. Got it all in before the update. Is it starting now? It is restarting right all now. All right. All right. Well, I do have, uh, speaking of World of Crazy, I do have some, if you'd like to hear some. Yes. Don't, Greg... We have had that discussion. No more touching the knobs. Knobs are right there, though. Don't touch them. Don't. Fine. You're not the boss of it. People are saying that that was a good save, Greg. <laughs> oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, there's a new trend that's happening with bodybuilders that I wanted to make you aware of. Oh, really? Well, are you talking about my buff muscles? Because I'd probably be aware of bodybuilding with my billowy shirt. I don't know. I can't see your buff muscles because your shirt is so billowy. Maybe that's why a cape would be better for you. It could loosen up those bulging arm muscles. Man meat? No, that's the wrong word. Oh, gross. What is wrong with you today? A lot of coffee. I can smell what's inside of you, man meat. Well, bodybuilders, Greg, or maybe if you do want to be you know, bigger and buffer, maybe you could follow along with what these guys are doing. Okay. Bodybuilders are now starting a trend where they have headed to the internet to find themselves breast milk. Oh. Bodybuilders are looking for natural sources of nutrients to maintain their health, and many are turning to breast milk. Uh, a woman named Rebecca shared her experience about uh, when she was at the gym, how a man asked her if she'd be interested in That's, selling her breast milk. Th- can't you get arrested for that? Uh, a man came up to her and asked her if she breastfeeds her baby. You breastfeed your baby. Rebecca, that is... What on earth would you... 
I can't. I just can't imagine a world where I would ever feel comfortable walking up to a woman and just saying that. That's because nobody would say that. Okay, except good. for righted out bodybuilders who are looking for the next best nutrient you, thing. You breastfeed your baby. You breastfeed your baby. Ugh. Uh, Rebecca was a bit taken aback when the man asked, but she did tell him that she, in fact, did breastfeed her child. It was then that the man paused for a moment. Well, and yes, asked, yes, I do. Yes, Strange yes, man do. walking up who I don't know, instantly asking about. Yeah, that's not very good mothering instincts. I think if you're not like wanting to protect your child, like why? Yes, I do feed my my child. Let's talk about it some more. Uh, it was then that the man paused for a moment and asked Rebecca if she'd be interested in selling her breast milk to him. Uh, oh. Rebecca said she just kind of looked at him strangely and said, I don't think so. If you need breast milk, they have milk banks for that to make sure that the babies get milk. The man then clarified, no, no, no. He wasn't looking because he had a baby. In fact, he wanted it because for personal consumption. He, was, he was into bodybuilding and CrossFit. And apparently that is all the rage that is happening now. What? What possible super bonus nutrients could he get that would make it worth this? Not sure, but he is not alone. There are many online forums that connect bodybuilders with women selling their milk, where these women can <laughs> sell it online. Um, some, some websites have separate categories. Uh, so instead of just buying it for your baby, uh, you can, <laughs> I guess apparently this exists, there is a category that says men buying breast milk. That's just so creepy. Uh, it's creepy so there, on so many different levels. There are men who actually put ads on Craigslist, say that they are uh, and seeking women who are breastfeeding, and they'll have headlines such as "man looking for uh, buy, man looking to buy breast milk for health purposes." Some of the other ads that uh, people are are posting are they'll say "man looking for long term supplier of breast milk." I need the breast milk for health reasons, and my current supplier has moved. For health reasons, that is not for health reasons. Bodybuilding is not for health reasons. Well, he also um, some of them are very specific in their preferences for breast milk. Who knew that there was such a variance, uh, which include creamy sweet milk versus soy like milk. Oh, gross! They taste test them and. Doctors say that human breast milk is meant for human infants, and you shouldn't purchase strange breast milk online because no it can lead shit. to infectious diseases. No shit. Greg, I believe I found your hetero soulmate. Oh, yeah? And his name is Brandon Scott Wolf. A man by the name of Brandon Scott Wolf has developed a new Scott date- Wolf, isn't that the guy from... Uh, Party of Five. Why did I know that? I shouldn't have admitted that. Wow. Do you want to talk again about how your arm hurts from playing cornhole yesterday? My old roommate, uh, my old roommate's grandma used to babysit Scott Wolf. That's random. Random side fact. Huh. Yeah. Well, moving on. Yep. A man named Brandon Scott Wolf, not Scott Wolf that your friend's grandma used to babysit, who might indeed be your new hero, has developed a new dating site, but the catch is, it's a website that he created for dating that only has one member, himself. <laughs> Of course, everyone that is knows genius. finding love online can be difficult when you're just one of millions of people actively trying to find a partner. So Brandon Scott Wolf decided to cut through the dating pool and increase the odds in his favor. Therefore, he created a website called DateBrandonScottWolf.com, a dating site where he, and he alone, is the only dating option. Uh, the website claims to be America's number one online dating site for Brandon Scott Wolf. <laughs> uh, women interested in dating the 25-year-old Brooklyn-based bartender and comedian uh, simply need to fill out a profile and write an essay in order to apply to go on a date I with him. L- I love the fact that he's got 
that he's making them write an essay. Well, it's an essay between 500 and 1,000 words about an accomplishment. It's a long essay. It's a very long essay. 500-word essay. And what, what is it about? Uh, about an accomplishment or event, formal or informal, that marked your transition from childhood to adulthood within your culture, community, or family. <laughs> what the hell? In return, Wolf promises to be the perfect partner for a woman seeking a serious relationship. Uh, so far, Wolf has received more than 45 applications. Really? Including one all the way from India. Uh, Wolf says he's cautiously optimistic <laughs> that he might find lasting love from one of the applicants. He said half seem real, a quarter of them seem extremely real. So Wolf is actually a known comedian in uh, in New York. Oh, he lives okay. in Brooklyn. But... Uh, so he contributes his jokes to Weekend Update of Saturday Night Live. But uh, when asked if he was joking or if he was serious, he actually isn't sure. So he said, people ask me, are you serious? Is this a joke? And he, and he said, my only response is, I'm not even sure. There's a part of me hoping someone's going to get this 100% and then I'll ask them out on a date. So I think that it might have started as a joke, but I think he's actually using it. Wow. Which is good for him. I wonder what kind of girls are actually writing in, though. I don't know. Although if he's that desperate. See, that's, that's pretty smart. Um, another way to do it, he could have set up like an app. And try to sell it as like a, kind of a, like a Tinder app thing, but mm-hmm. then the only guy that's on there is just him. Just different pictures, like they swipe it to <laughs> right. the left. It's, it's like, always it's, it's always him. him. Yeah, I could see. And you then doing everything that. is a match. I could see you doing You've got that, a match. but having you dressed up in different costumes, like you'd be a, a space captain mm-hmm. in one, and the next one you'd be a doctor. Right. Yeah. Next but each one, one you'd own a, I'd be a, a, a tiki bar in the Bahamas. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's fine. And that'd be you with like you know standing in front of a green screen mm-hmm. with like a little Hawaiian shirt on. And then one is me with a as a as the country PI with a big magnifying glass like looking yeah. Evidence. Another one can be like Country Greg, uh-huh. where you have uh, like a cowboy hat and chewing on a piece of grass. Right. Mm-hmm. And they would be matches every time you would get a match. You'd be guaranteed a match by using my dating service. Because you'd be matched with everybody that applied. Yeah, I would, yeah, they would always be a match. Okay. Like, up, oh, you swipe left or right, I'm still going to match up. Okay. Like, yes, no, you matched. Well, there you go. If you want to check him out, ladies, uh, his website not again me. is <laughs> not Greg. Uh, Greg's website is dategregnibbler.com. <laughs> um, this guy's is datebrandonscottwolf.com. Okay, all right. Did you know that Japan has one of the coolest holidays I've never heard of? Okay. This is out of Koka, Japan. A pair of Japanese cities are gearing up for one of the most anticipated holidays of the year that they celebrate. It's Ninja Day. Oh, that's awesome. Ninja Day, Greg. What happens on Ninja Day? All right, let me tell you. It's a February 22nd holiday. It celebrates with events in the cities of Iga and Koka. These are both in Japan. Um, They feature events celebrating both real-life historical ninjas and the deadly assassins of pop culture. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, workers all over Koka and Iga... Uh, gear up for the holiday by wearing their finest ninja attire to work. Town hall visitors also, um, when they go and visit town hall on Ninja Day, they, they get have to throwing receive, stars. They receive their very own handmade throwing stars. No kidding! Oh, that's awesome. The office said workers in ninja attire will visit trains on Ninja Day and ha- also hand out ninja stars to people to celebrate Ninja Day. Wait, what? What kind of ninja stars are they giving out? Are they Paper. actually okay? They're handmade. Right. No, they're not giving metal throwing stars. I don't out. know. I mean, that could be. I don't know. I didn't know that Japan had Ninja Day until now. That's so, pretty mean, amazing. Well, you learn something new every day. I used to make the paper uh, paper throwing stars. Wow, that's so exciting! Thanks for sharing. The key is you use like three or four pieces of paper when you're folding them together, and then you dip the ends in water so you mold them a little bit, and they'll get into a sharp point and they'll harden up, hurt a lot more. Okay. Well, February 22nd was uh, chosen for the silent but deadly holiday because the Japanese... Silent but deadly. <laughs> that's what that's really what the name of it is. Uh, the silent but deadly ninja... Ho- that's what ninjas <laughs> you, are. You smelt it, dealt it holiday. All right. Sorry. Can Coffee. you smell what's inside of them? 
Um, so, because the Japanese word for two is uh, ne, as in ninja. Nin is also a Japanese word uh, referring to endurance, patience, or restraint. Okay. Therefore, that's why they're called ninjas. Okay. Got a couple more stories here. I did not know this existed either. It's a day of learning for all of us. This is out of Los Angeles, California. All right. The American Humane Association has announced the winners of their animal version of the Oscars, which they have every year. This is the sixth annual one, called the Poskers. Oh, Get it? Because the animals have paws. Wow. The Poskers. It was the sixth annual Poskers. Now, the first award, Best Puppy Under Pressure, went to Wolfie, which was a, a King Charles Spaniel with a role in the interview. Okay. The King Charles from the interview. Um, let's see. The Best Magical Cow went to Tug the Cow, who portrayed Milky White in Into the Woods. Uh, in association, um, let's see. You, I know you know this one. The Best Supporting Horse is to Dale. Dale's the horse featured in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes that one of the apes is riding. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Which one, though? It doesn't say which one Dale is. Huh. Uh, the Best Ensemble Award was given to the stars of the movie uh, of the film Wild, which included a horse played by Muffet the Horse, a fox played by Dharma the Fox, a rattlesnake played by Fred the Snake, a dog played by Tess, a rabbit played by Sport, and a llama played by Tyga. Lassie. Wait, why was the llama? The llama's name is Tyga. T a i g a. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, Lassie. It's not a good enough name for a llama. Was dubbed Larry. That's a good llama name. Okay, Larry the llama. I get it. Lassie took home the Lifetime Achievement Award. Did you know the association told spoke at the event, the sixth annual Oscars? They said. Uh, Lassie's first movie was Lassie Come Home with Elizabeth Taylor in her first starring role. Did you know Elizabeth Taylor was only paid $100 a week, but Lassie got $250. Wow. Right? So that's going to be your next investment. You need to get an acting dog. I tried that. I tried that with my roommate's dog. It didn't work out. She wasn't accepted. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, animal stars are just She's as important. apparently hideous and a terrible actress. <laughs> well, the person who takes this job way too seriously says all of our 2015 Poscars winners are truly deserving of this honor for they have done to, for what they have done to entertain us not over the year but indeed in Lassie's case for decades and decades. Animal <laughs> stars are such an important part of films and TV shows. We watch every day in this year's Poscars are our special way of paying tribute to the rich history of animal actors. Wow, that is somebody who takes us very seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, did you know, uh, real quick, the uh, another Lifetime Diva Achievement Award was given to the monkey, a monkey named Crystal, whose roles over the course of her 18-year acting career have included Night at the Museum series, Dr. Doolittle, American Pie, and The Hangover Part 2. Oh, so it's the, the, little, it's the helper monkey. It's the helper monkey. She's the monkey that's huh. been in all of them. Okay, all right. And this last story. I do have one more. This is out of Tallahassee, Florida. Ah, oh, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's a Florida man. Tallahassee police have arrested a Florida man following a bomb scare that happened yesterday uh, yesterday evening. So Tallahassee Police Department say they have arrested a 24-year-old named Jared Simpson after he left a briefcase inside of a sports bar and led other patrons to believe it was a bomb. Now, this is a Florida story, so you know it gets weird. Okay. Um, so the bomb squad later determined the briefcase, along with a backpack in Simpson's car, to be safe. So this is what happened. According to witnesses, Simpson walked into the sports bar and tried to pay for his Bud Light using a rock for payment. When Was the bartend- it a cool rock? I don't. It doesn't specify what kind of rock it is. Okay. 
When the bartender told Simpson that she wouldn't accept a rock as a payment and he needed to pay her money, uh, he said that he would pay her later in other ways. Oh. And then threw a ripped up dollar did, bill did at her. Did he wink and do a click at her? It doesn't specify if he did the That's wink That's the best the way to, to get that across. Be the... Well, he said he'd pay her in other ways. A wink threw, and a double click. And threw a ripped up dollar bill at her. Uh, witnesses then say that Simpson left the bar, came back, had completely changed his clothes. He was now wearing a gray suit. Oh, yes, hello. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I, no, that's not me. I have a mustache. Uh, when, bart- when the bartender told him again he had to leave because she recognized him and she knew he couldn't pay his tab, he left again and then returned with a briefcase. <laughs> he then- that's the only extra mile he went was just bring a briefcase? He only had so I'm much- a businessman. So much- <laughs> he only had so much room in his car. Uh, yes, he then sat at the bar uh, and set down his briefcase and said, anyone who goes near this will die before running out of the bar. Hence the bomb squad thing. Oh. Um, Wait, was he doing that just because he was mad, or was he hoping everyone would leave and then sneak back in and drink all the oh, beer? Oh, and he could drink that Bud Light yeah. that he paid good rocks for? <laughs> it's a yeah. solid rock right there. <laughs> uh, when police were finally able to apprehend Simpson, who had run out of the bar after leaving the briefcase on the counter, uh, they asked him what was in the briefcase, and he replied, maybe a bomb or a baby. <laughs> police say wow. Simpson also... That has a wide range. Police also say Simpson. He also sang a song he made up on the spot about he is a, about how he's a rainbow man, <laughs> and wouldn't comply with law enforcement requests. When asked additional questions about the briefcase, he told police, "I am my own ass- master. I answer to myself. No police have the right to ask me questions." I like this guy. A retired law enforcement officer uh, said that it, <laughs> that the first time Simpson walked in, he initially walked in using crutches, telling everybody <laughs> loudly that he had been shot up in war. <laughs> oh, wow. When the retired police officer who had Shut served... Shut up in the war. But he had served. Uh, he asked him what branch <laughs> of the war he had served in. Uh, Simpson responded with, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. <laughs> police say that after Simpson was read his Miranda rights and was seated in the back of the cop car, he took out three large screws from the plastic seat in front of him and managed to get his handcuffs from the front of his bo- or back of his body to the front. Well, wow, so he's a magician, too. He is a magician and a war veteran. And a rainbow man, <laughs> and his own master. He is a little bit We're of a shot up in the war. Well, Simpson is being charged with uh, one count each of threatening to bomb, weapon of mass destruction hoax, a threat of a bomb hoax, petite theft, and disorderly conduct. Wait, what was the last one? Petite theft. Petty theft. P e t i t. I believe. Well, I know. I know that's spelled petite, but I think you could say. Oh, whatever. I'm Theft not going to get into that. Conduct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, judges ordered Simpson Shucker to undergo a mental health screening before returning to court. Uh, his bond is currently set at thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go. Got to have some legit Florida. In there. I appreciate that amount of crazy. I that would have been entertaining. Man. That would have been like imagine if you had been sitting there at the bar and you just get to see this guy come in over and over and over. Like, oh god, here he All comes right. again. It would be entertaining, but then again, if he's setting down a briefcase and you think that well, a bomb okay, in the it, end little... part, the end part would suck. But when he comes in with the crutches and then leaves and then tries to play with a rock and then leaves and then comes back <laughs> then in with a gray sweater, suit. yeah, or suit or whatever. I mean, that and would then be leaves comes back comes back with a briefcase. This would that would be pretty damn entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> All right. That is pretty amazing. Yep. Okay. Nightmare at Nibblers, Sarah, is available right now at funemploymentradio.com. People can pick it up. Yes, it is. I can get my own copy right now. You can indeed. That's crazy. Right there at funemploymentradio.com. All right. I know we're starting to run out of time here for today, but I have 
some big news about a special guest. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say who our special guest is tomorrow. Okay, do it. All right, so you've heard some of his songs played here on Fun Employment Radio, as in maybe a couple of weeks ago I played a song called Dirk is the German Moses. That's a song about Dirk Nowitzki by a very famous YouTube star by the name of Flula. Flula. Who also is starring in Pitch Perfect 2, for real. I have never seen Greg squeal like a little girl. I did not squeal. You totally I do squealed. not squeal. You did. When you saw Flula in the, pic, in the Pitch Perfect 2, we were like out at a bar with a bunch of people. A bunch of people heard you. You're like, oh, that's Flula. You I were did not very squeal. excited. Flula is awesome, and Flula is going to be on the show tomorrow. I wrote him on Twitter. We ended up DMing, and he's uh, he's going to be on the show tomorrow. So he's going to call in. We'll have it. We'll have the interview that I'll play during that our show. That is so cool. And if anyone knows, like the significance of this is Greg has been a fan of Flula's. His for songs are funny. Years. His songs are funny. He is legitimately hilarious. Yes, he he is a funny guy. So Flula is going to be on the show tomorrow. We'll, he'll be he'll be calling in. That's awesome. It is so exciting. Yeah, it I mean, is. You know, with Beard Sanity. That's Flula as well. Beard Sanity? Nobody beard knows sanity. that. Hello, I am Jeremy. So, people Lin. who watched Sportlandia, they they would have known it, but... Um, we played a lot of it. Uh, beard Sanity played, was... Yeah, but that was quite a while ago. That's like that's like a 1% reference, I think. Duck is a German Moses. That one's more recent. That's a really good one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so we'll be going live. Do you want to go live? People are asking if we can go live. Uh, yeah, for live listeners, for yeah, live listeners, you can hear that. Yeah. But it'll be played during the podcast, It'll be too. played during the podcast, but we'll be live at 10 a.m. with that tomorrow. Yes. Oh, Greg. Yes. 10 a.m. Pacific. This is like one of Greg's dream interviews. This is really great. Oh, I wouldn't go that high, but I'm saying it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm a fan just, of this. I'm excited to I'm hear how bumpy the language barrier is going to be. It's going to be It's going to be online. He is German. Um, he does speak English, but yes, he does have a, a pretty thick He's accent. He's quite German. <laughs> He's quite German. <laughs> So that'll that'll be happening. Um, all right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. We so, so much appreciate it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we love you all. And we love you all. And we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, everybody. I see you. Stop it. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.